US dollar funds, they have more ability to support for us go abroad, especially they have some resources, not about money, but also about some, we call limited partners in different countries. So some IMB investor, they can bring us some resources for the government, especially we want to do some smart city things. I think that there will be three key reasons for us to have a new channel to serve for the citizens. First, they have the resource, they have the money, but they have no technology. They need the innovation startup to support for. Second, we found our ability was built in three, in the previous three years. Now this ability can serve for them. And the third one, of course they have money, the money will be the income or revenue of us. And the new revenue or the new income will make us grow better. We'd like to introduce and thank Hughes Castell, a premier legal search firm in Asia and a pioneer in legal and compliance search in Greater China since 1986. Hughes Castell's trusted brand name gives it unparalleled ability to engage top-level legal talent in a broad spectrum of industries and commerce, including top Fortune 500 corporations, banks, and international law firms. I know I've personally worked with Hughes Castell before both as a candidate and as a client. I can assure everyone that their level of service is absolutely excellent through and through. of the Built in China, part of the Ganbei Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jin Liu. This is a series talking about the dynamic startup environment in China. And today we have the pleasure to be joined by Mr. Jiang Tong, co-founder of OneSide, and they are trying to disrupt the construction industry. So Jiang Tong, maybe you can introduce a bit about yourself. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Zhang Tong, and now I am a co-founder of one technical startup named OneSide. We are now based in Shanghai and have nearly 60 people's team. And Ms. Jing introduced, we mainly focus on some innovation things on construction and architecture industrial. And today I will answer several questions and let you know about me and our startups. Yeah. Thanks. How do you become a startup founder? Okay, nearly 10 years ago, I was learning automation in my university and I was graduated in university named Zhejiang University. It was in Hangzhou, uh, Zhejiang province. And uh, I achieved a degree in engineers and majored in uh, automation, which means I spent a lot of time on how to doing some computer science things and automation things. And in my university years, I had one year exchange at Tongji University. And actually in this year, I started in civil engineering, which means I spent another year on something about construction and architecture. So, after I graduated from the university, I worked on robotics company in Shanghai and spent a lot of time on some algorithms, mainly about how to do the positioning and the navigation on robotics. 
So in nearly five years ago, from 2017, I met with our CEO of one site, Mr. Luo Feng, and he was architect in these years and want to do some innovation things on construction and architecture industry. I, I will focus on something about the technical things and know some details about construction. We think we will be a very good partner. So I joined with his team and organized startups focus on some innovation on the construction and architecture industry. So I started my my startup scenes. So it's about the story. Yeah. You think it's like the your co-founder, Mr. Luo Feng, attracted you into being an entrepreneurial, or you think like you always want to do something and build something yourself? Yeah, first I was not only learning about something about the computer science and automation, but also I know some details about the construction and the civil engineering. We think using some cutting edge technologies on a very traditional industrial will be have some impact and also will be huge chances to do some innovation. And he also was the alumni of my university. He was graduated from Zhejiang University also, and he majored in architecture. So it will be a lot of connection with us and with our teams. And our formal team, the origin person from different colleagues, they also graduated from Zhejiang University. So it's university startup team. Yeah. They got the trust and a similar educational background and also like yeah. really want to in this traditional industry. So maybe tell us a bit more about one side. What's the pain point you try to solve or what product you are trying to develop? Okay, the construction and architecture industry is one of the key uh, major economy of the world economy. And but the digital level of this industry is still in a very low digital level. Most of the people who work in this industry still use 3D or two two dimension 3D drawings in paper or in the color. Of course, everyone have different background or knowledge about some details of the building. So when they use two dimension CD drawing, they will make a lot of errors, like some structure or some details of the MEP. So this error will cause a lot of waste, not only about the money, but also about the material, about the time delay. So we, one side, we want to using some visualization ways or some cutting edge technology like augmented reality, artificial intelligence to improve the efficiency of the construction period to reduce the cost of the waste. Also by using some software, we can improve the management efficiency and also using some three dimension things to overlay, we call the building information modeling things on the construction side or operation side so that the building quality can be improved. So basically we are a startup produce some software and this software will be standard. We can offer software to some test owners of the building 
or the construction company of the building and let them use the standard software to improve the efficiency and reduce the cost. Yeah. That sounds very exciting. Do you have many, some of examples or maybe the application scenario or like what you have already done in the market with these construction or building owners? Maybe you can introduce and just explain a bit more because I'm not really a construction uh, background. Okay. So since we have founded in you know, five years ago in 2018, we have launched four categories of our product and every product has your customers. First, we offer a free software named OneSite AR Learner Assistant. It offered to some students and teachers in the construction and architecture industry. And people can using this software to do some augmented reality things about the model they have been built. So it's free. And we have all these software on iOS App Store to several universities in China, like University and Zhejiang University. It's the first product. And second product is one of the most important products of us, named the OneSite AR Construction Assistant. It's mainly standard software, which can using augmented reality and the three-dimension visualization way to bring three-dimension models to construction sites. We mainly uh, call the model named the BIM model. It means building information modeling, not only on some 3D graphic things, but also there are some property things on the augmented way. And this software, we have served more than 100 uh, customers uh, in mainland China, Hong Kong, uh, Japan and Singapore, most of them was a uh, construction company. Like in China, we served China State Construction Company, Shanghai Construction Company. And in Japan, we served the Takenaka, Shimizu. In Singapore, we served the Building and Construction Authority. So it's a key <clears throat> product of us. We also offer another product named OneSite AR Operation Assistant. It can improve the operation and maintenance efficiency of a building. And we mainly serve for assess owners using this software, like we serve Hong Kong land, new development world, also some real estate assess owners in China. And for some government things, we have launched OneSite AR Smart City this year. And the mainland customer is some government agency like who responsible for the water pipeline or the electrical pipelines. So this is four key products of us. They are also, also we can cover some hardware things for them like with some mixed reality glasses with some mobile device and we offer the, all the solution for these customers, yeah. So it's actually like a, a full chain before you build something to the operation and to like the better maintenance. So it's not just a finish, a, the, when you finish a construction of something. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, we focus on the value of the life cycle of our building from the design to construction period to the operation and maintenance period, and also we not only serve for one building but also for serve for the city, and for the time of different phases or the period, the design and construction phases will cover nearly one year to three years. But the operation and maintenance of a building will cover fifty years, and also in China, there are beyond maybe hundred millions building, and we want to serve not only Shanghai, Shenzhen, the big city, but also like in some small cities in China, and it is suitable for we call digital transformation for the whole construction industry. Yeah. Yeah, Kaiser mentioned about the digital transformation, and also you mentioned before this industry is still quite traditional. Do you find like when you like meeting these clients, are they more getting more and more open, welcoming this kind of like the digital transformation, the changes, or they still have more concerns or want to stick with what they are used to and what they are comfortable with? Yeah, most of our customers or the clients we have met not only in China mainland but also in some several regions or countries overseas, they have realized the importance of digital transformation, especially for some assets owner of the building. In the previous nearly fifty years or one hundred years, actually the construction and design of a building have no. Huge changes, especially in these times. A lot of things have some not very good influence on this industry, like a lot of material costs wasted in the construction period, and many labels, personal efficiency is still very low. They use papers, use pens to do a lot of record or track of the quality of the building, and also. After the building being being built, the operation and maintenance still count for a lot of time, and also it by people's experience about this building. These bad influences on this cause a lot of quality errors, a lot of cost waste. So these assets owners they want to using new technologies, mainly to improve the efficiency and improve the quality. Also. Um, nearly half of them want to use new technology to make money. So they will first they will find some very big company like Tencent, like Alibaba, to provide a digital solution for them. But these gig companies they didn't have a lot of knowledge about the building or about construction industry. So one startup or several startup. Who have the familiar experience with the industry? Also, they have the ability with the software or hardware. They were suitable for the transformation period, and we one side is one of them. Yeah, so they are embracing the change, and also they are very willing to using some new solutions. Yeah. That's really great to know. Besides the technology itself, really the industry background and industry know-how is very important. Yeah, and we also have achieved some customers' feedback in some very company like State, 
construction company like Takinaka or some other construction company. Most of them think when using our solution or software, we have improved the team efficiency. We have get better control of the quality of their buildings. Also, the progress or the schedule can be ensured in a suitable time for them. And we reduce the rework and save time, especially for some region like Japan or Singapore, because they have very expensive fees for the labels. And also we uh, improve the acceptance quality for some very complex building. So I think our value can be trusted and can be witnessed by these customers. Actually, as you just mentioned about both these the big Chinese names and also the overseas companies in Japan, they are using your software systems. Like, how did you start to go outside of mainland China? Because also you are very young and five-year-old companies are not really as those mature companies or like Tencent Alibaba you mentioned, they have really big teams. So how did you like start to explore the overseas market? Okay. Actually, in China, the market education is not sufficient uh, um, until this year, or uh, still in this year, the, the market education is not sufficient. And there's a proof of concept project or our seed customer, they directly finance. We haven't do some marketing channel or marketing PR things by ourselves in several years ago. Most of them contact with their innovation department, like in 2018, or some people who focus on innovation solution in their teams. And of course, we are in Shanghai, one of the most international city in China. Actually, also there are some foreign or overseas companies, they fly here to find us like Sumitomo Corporation. At the very beginning of our startup, the customer mainly directly find us. But in these two years, actually, we do some digital marketing things like by website, by LinkedIn, by YouTube, and also by Douyin TikTok. By this video or some picture of our project, they have known the value. Very clear. This time, we also have nearly seven people, sales teams. They can go in the different city in China, also abroad. And we can connect with the customer more fluently. Yeah. So it's like at the beginning, it's the natural flow coming in to look at your software. And now, do you plan or do you deliberately want to look for the overseas market? Yeah, actually, we want to exploring our overseas markets, like in some Asia, other Asia regions like Japan, Singapore, Southeast Asia. Mainly cause actually we, we solve former or global problem in construction industrial. They will also encounter not only in mainland China, but also in other regions, which does not differ in several countries. When we made a standard product, we can suitable different regions. So we think it's the fundamental things for us to expand overseas market. And in previous years, by some customers, they want to try our 
software in other countries or regions, we have improved our remote delivery or remote de deployment uh, abilities for them, especially in, in some COVID-19 situation, because we cannot go overseas. Even in China, we cannot go to other cities. So we feel that it's a very simple time for us to provide high enough quality software and services to more regions, more cities, more countries. And our natural mission is to serve for global customers. I think it's a big goal of our generation or our generation startups. We not only want to suitable for Chinese market, but also we want to give a good product lot of work and uh, we have much good te technical technical capabilities also we have Chinese engineer bonus we think we have the ability to serve for them it's very interesting you mentioned about uh, our generation startups because our audience actually don't know how young you are and how young your company are. Do you define your generation by this, your ages of the team or do you think it's more because right now we are trying to be more when we talk about the startup and entrepreneurial we think China can have a positioning in the world, not just saying we are copied from the world, but actually now it can be exporting from China with our technology strengths. Yeah, in one side team, actually we now have 57 people. The average age of us is nearly 28 years old. So most of us born after 1990s and we are a young team. So actually, we didn't have many, very many traditional cultures like Guanxi connection with business. We want to focus more on the products, on the innovation things, which make us can focus on something. In our team, like our CEO and me, we, we as a founder or co-founder, we steer in the foreign tail of the research and development. We do things by ourselves. Also, our young team members, they will have a very clear innovation di direction. Not only because they have a very good background of education, but also they are, have the values or have, their, have themselves in solving the real problem. So it will make a startup doing something in a very clear direction. So it's the first thing. Also, in our team, we will shape an innovation, innovative atmosphere and includes like our structure is very, in, in China, uh, named in Chinese. And uh, we didn't have many structures of the organization. And uh, the company culture, uh, we want to share knowledge, sharing innovation ideas. We do a huge respect for the employees and we do the recognition of their work. So by the innovation atmosphere, we can have more ability to connection to the world. Also, we didn't like some internet companies like Alibaba, they have what we call 996 work hours. We only have eight hours <clears throat> of the work from nine o'clock 
in the morning to 6 p.m. in this in the afternoon. When they finish their work, they can choose to spend time on office to learning new knowledge, and all of which make the deeper ability for them to go through the like higher point to lower point, especially actually in this year, many company we will have some influence by the lockdown, some big cities, and we still hiring new people. We have no employees go out of the team. And I think it's some key capability of a startup, of a young startup. In this point, in our generation, we think also it's a very good time point to go abroad to provide more good quality products for different countries. Yeah. That's actually very hard to achieve when you say we are not laying off any person, but we are still hiring new people. I'm not sure how many of the audience are based in like Shanghai or these cities that we got a lockdown this year. It's actually very challenging for companies, especially startup companies, to, to maintain the same pace with this lockdown situation because it also affects a lot with the client's interface, discussing about the projects. And I'm sure like in the construction area, a lot of the projects actually have to be delayed because of the lockdown because you cannot carry on as you plan. So when you say we are still hiring new people and no one's really left the company, it's actually very impressive. To yeah, we are lucky because in last year, we have closed our Series A venture capital fund right raising and we have a new investor, a mattress partner, China, which is a China-based US dollar funds. They provide the investment for us. So we have a lot of money in, in, in the company now can make us have the ability to go through the lockdown, go through uh, maybe one year or two years, the not good, not very good economic in situation in China. And also in last four years, we received three times in investment from several investors, not only about some China-based US dollar funds, but also some global corporation like Sumitomo Corporation or global venture capital plug and play. As our investors, they encourage us, also provide funds for us to make us have more ability to build up, to have a very good growth. Yeah. How did you attract this the global investors or the global funds? Because I know like your your even though you have already these foreign clients and overseas companies, but the majority of your clients right now are still from mainland China. Yes, our first investor is Sumitomo Corporation. It's a very big corporation in Japan. And they have several industrials in their company coverage field. Also, in nearly five years ago. Their mission of the company, one of their mission of the company is do digital transformation. So by this mission, they want to find different areas, innovation teams to to support them for digital transformation. And they choose one side in the construction industry. So it's the key reason they invest in us. And plug and play. 
Actually, they not only to fund, but also the incubator. They introduced several customers for us in a very beginning of our startup age. And we made a good value for them. We also support, or we also let them know our ability about nearly uh, 10 people we can serve a very big company. So they also choose to invest in us. And some China-based US dollar funds, actually they, they want to find some new young teams, which energetic or graduate from some very good universities. And also like our pre-A series investor ventures and our A series investor metrics partner China, they pay a lot of attention and focus on to be startups, which means the startup mainly search for some big business team or business company, especially in SaaS track, we call software as a service. We are a very good team and young team in construction SaaS, and they have money. So which make they choose to invest us, yes. So do you think it's like the timing plus your strengths in the both the team and the technology that get all these investors that join you in different stages? Yeah, the time is accurate, suitable, and also the money size or the amount of the investment is suitable for them in different areas, in different times of startups and also most of the US dollar funds they have a long term uh, time but money keep also they they have them have the goals to invest in some high risk but also high outfit of the high revenue or how high income of the company in this streaming reason made them uh, invest for us yes yeah, it's very interesting that actually from the very beginning, you are open to investors, both like RMB and the US dollar and both based in China or from an overseas entity. So that's actually a quite open structure because it's not some of the Chinese companies, they want to focus only within China. And in the previous years, especially the Chinese investors are very active in this new technology, new startups. But right now we are seeing a little bit of cooling down in the market here, but overseas might have more potential and opportunities. And I'm not sure if also that's partially because you are thinking your company can fit for the global industry, not like the global market, not just only for the Chinese market itself. So that from when you're discussing with the investors, you are open with potentials and opportunities. Yeah, in the very beginning of our choice to choose investment, we think about something about global things. In the very beginning of our establishment, in, in, nearly in, in five years ago, in 2008, we want to do global things, but we have no ability in this time. And actually, it's a key reason for us to choose US dollar funds. Because US dollar funds, they have more ability to support for us go abroad, especially they have some resources not about money, but also about some, we call limited partners in different countries. Like many of the US dollar funds, their limited partners are 
very big company in several areas, like some of them also have the real estate investment LP for them. So we choose at the very beginning time. But we, during our different serious investment, we also think about the pace, the investment category, like we should we choose a IMB investor or in China, our revenue almost in seven, more than 80% of our revenue still begin what we received in China mainland. So should we choose a IMB investor? Yes, of course, of course, we will maybe in, in Series B or Series C, maybe we will choose our IMB investor. That I said before, China market still not major. And uh, we need more money to do market education. Also, government, uh, not about the customer in free market, but also about the government, they can support for us. So some IMB investor, they can bring us some resources for the government, especially we want to do some smart city things. And some state owner, the enterprise, they will have some thinking about a startup who choose US dollar venture capital. Maybe they are pre prefer startup who received IMB investors. So it will make us to maybe think about should we receive some investment from IMB investor. Yeah. Talking about the smart city, do you think that's like your next step or you want to explore more with smart city related projects? Or like what's the next step for one side as you see it? Okay, so like I said before, in last four years, we mainly served for a single building or some single project in different cities. But we found our technology or our products also suitable for several buildings in one area or the city, especially the infrastructure or some very fundamental things of the city is still in lower digital levels, like many paper they cannot find about some underground pipelines or some consult in, uh, instruments of the city. Also, most of the government agency, like some agency support for water, support for some energy, or support for the electrical things, they have money, but they have no technologies. They, of course, they have no competitors in China. So we will find it, it will be a chance in this area. And in several products we launched before, we mainly serve for beam models. Also now, we have the ability to serve for like point cloud, like some photos or more models. And it will be a very good ability to support for some city level, like we can do scanner, we can do detection, we also can do visualization. I think that there will be key three key reasons for us to have a new channel to serve for the citizens. First, they have the resource, they have the money, but they have no technology. They need the innovation startup to support for. Second, we found our ability was building in three, in, in, in the previous three years or four years. Now this ability can serve for them. And the, the third one, 
course they have money. The money will be the income or revenue of us. And the new revenue or the new income will make us grow better. And you know, so we choose to have launched a new products serve for smart city. Yeah. That's like a very positive circle and can keep you continue the growth and entering more potentials. Yeah. Yes, and uh, you also said some, <clears throat> some milestone of us, and uh, of course now we are several Series A to Series B company, and also in this year actually many startups encountered some problems, but we haven't uh, made some problems now. We have the money and we have the technical ability now, so maybe ne the next step of our team will be. First, maybe we want to do some expansion about the team member. In the end of this year, we want to hire more people and make the team reach uh, nearly 70 people or 80 people in Shanghai. Also, another milestone of us is we want to open the different offices in not only in Shanghai, but also in other cities of China or some overseas region or cities like Singapore. Yeah, because we find if we worked in one place, the COVID-19 will influence a lot of works or some co coordinates of us. And different offices can reduce the risk of the lockdown. And also when we do some overseas business, we have a local office or local sales agency will better for our business. So it's another milestone. And also we want to improve our international revenue. Now our international revenue will maybe 5% of all of our revenue. And in next two years, we want the international revenue reaches nearly 20%. So it will be another milestone. And in the last, the most key important milestone of us is achieve the we call bulk purchase not only one project but the company purchase for our solution in different projects especially on some large and very high quality example construction projects in china in some very big cities like shenzhen Beijing or Shanghai, this will be some key milestones of in this year or next two years of us. Yeah. yeah. It sounds very ambitious, but as we work with you for quite a long while, I really have the confidence in, in your company and your team. Like we've been discussing a lot about going to Singapore and for more of the Southeast Asia markets, because I'm working for Xnode and we are trying to help more Chinese startups to go global and Singapore, especially at the current stage. And we like so much hoping that you can realize this goal in both end of this year, growing the team and next year, more revenues in the global markets. Mm, yeah, and we also will face many challenges like some political challenging, also like the pandemic since of COVID-19 and many other things. But I think if one team, they have clear direction, they have a very stable team member, also, they have the ability to think about the things they have done and the next step they will done. I think they, they will have ability to make the growth make again. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, indeed. Thank you, Jiang Tong. Thank you so much. It's been really nice talking with you and hearing more of your updates. And share, thank you for sharing your story with us. And so Jiang Tong is the co-founder of one site. Their Chinese name is AR. So you can also find them on the website yijianar.com. And we're looking forward to hear more of your growth and updates. Thank you for all our audience. And this is Built in China, part of the Ganbei Podcast Network. You can follow us on ganbei.tv and the main podcast channels. Stay tuned. Thank you. Bye-bye.